Welcome to the Compadres Happy Hour with Ivan and Abdallah. Two vets with illusions of grandeur and a knack for the dramatic. Discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly through slightly embellished stories. Dos girapollas buscando tesoro en tierras lejanas y queriendo mojarse las pollas sin resultados algunos. On this week's episode of the Compadres Happy Hour, we discuss paranormal events, William Chatner, and Blue Origin. Paranormal activity refers to any event or situation outside the scope of modern scientific reasoning, such as UFOs, ghosts, and other curiosities. A recent survey has uh, that I was reading. Um, suggests that there are three quarters of Americans believe in paranormal in some form. Nearly one in five claim to have seen a ghost. Ivan, have you ever seen a ghost? I would say yes, I've seen not a ghost, but various ghosts in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, were they uh, of the American kind? <laughs> or were they like, the, you know, you know, La Llorona? <laughs> Yeah, they were they're of the uh, of the um, of the Mexican so they persuasion. Had, so they had no legal uh, legal no legal status the status in the country. <laughs> no, they, they, they were legal alien ghosts. <laughs> so you think there's a like there's a ghost wall too? There, there has to be a ghost. There, we're gonna build a ghost wall. It's gonna be really really huge. <laughs> you think they have their own border patrol? <laughs> they are gonna have their own border patrol called the Ghostbusters because we're gonna have the best Ghostbusters. They're gonna eliminate these illegal ghosts coming into the country. <laughs> that would be, be a good sitcom. It would. Some Ghostbusters border patrol. Yeah, that but, would. Be entertaining, but the uh, yeah, going back to whether I've seen some ghosts, yeah. Uh, growing up, um, when I was in, a kid in Mexico, uh, in my mom's house, we used mm-hmm. to see a lot of different ghosts. Um, I'll give you one quick example. Oh, we used to see a little boy, oh, yeah, yeah, a little boy, but um, and you can see his face, you can you can see his little body, he would run around the house, slamming the doors in the middle of the night, um. Or sometimes would it start like making snacks in the house and he'll throw dishes with pots and pans onto the ground. And then uh, you would hear like the footsteps where he's what? running down the hallway. Yeah, he was, well, he was running down the hallway. And uh, one thing we used to do, my younger brother used to do is he used to have a little ball and he would throw it down the hallway. And he was like, I hit them in la pelota, which, you know, throw the ball back at mm-hmm. me. And we didn't think it was going to happen. Sure enough, the ball would start moving like it'll start rolling. Like wow. oh shit! So we didn't we didn't we didn't do it again. We're like fuck that. We're not gonna do that shit again. We're not gonna tempt him. You should throw cascabeles. <laughs> <laughs> so you know where he's going all the time. Yeah, but you know what the freaky thing was that it wasn't only the little boy. There's uh there's this old lady that used to show up, and uh, she was a tall, and she was a tall lady in a black dress and a black veil. But the weird thing is that she used to show up when we were in, when we were asleep. And the only time she ever showed us when we were asleep. But she would show up and she would lean over into my brother's um, bed and just stare down at him. And this happened, oh. this happened for a good two, three weeks. 
And finally I said, hey, what do you want? You know, you can't be looking at my brother like that. And the lady turned around. And I remember when she turned around and looked at me. I was like, oh, shit, scared the shit out of me. I was really scared. But then she walked out of the room and didn't come back. Were they ever uh, hostile towards you guys? No. No, I, never never hostile. They, they would do like slam the door. They would do things like slam the doors. Um, like throw the dishes or throw like the books around. But to be hostile against us, no, I don't. No, they were never hostile against us. Yeah, I mean, if there was, I don't think I remember. I mean, the slightest things I, I would remember would be like, you know, like, oh, like it was in a voice or like there was a presence. I would like, I would fall asleep in school. Like it would wake me up. I would feel like someone and then I would wake up and there was no one there. Um, or like kind of like, uh, it was more like a guardian angel, I would say. I felt that way. Mm-hmm. Because I would feel like, you know, like, things stop me from danger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prevent, like, you know, like, oh, you're walked across the street and then something prevents you from it. You know, like, a gust of wind or, like, you feel something, not like in your chest, but it was like, you feel like something, somehow you held back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't think that's ever was the case with us. And, you know, it's funny because um, one of my best friends in Mexico used to tell us, the, the stories are bullshit. You're like, oh, you know, pinche mentiroso. The stories aren't true. And it's funny because one one night he had spent the night and we're gonna about to make some some soup, those ramen noodle soups. Mm-hmm. And he went in to go get out the pan and the pan flew out and hit him in the face. Bah! <laughs> and then we, he looked at us like, oh, shit. You know, it's true. You know, the, the pots and pans do fly out of the, the cupboards or, you know, shit starts moving around. And then he would hear... Then later that night, we would hear the little kid running around. Mm. He, that's when he got scared. He's like, yeah, okay, I believe y'all now. Like, yeah, the little kid's been here for ever since we moved here to Mex- this house in Mexico. And what would your parents or what would your mom say? Well, at the time, uh, my mom didn't live with us. She was living in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just my, me, my young brother, and my stepfather. Um, but it was most of the time, it was just me and my young brother in the house. Mm. And uh, whenever my friends came over. But yeah, that... that that shit, it wasn't scary. It was more of, it was a curiosity to us because it didn't scare us. The thing that really scared us was the lady. The lady scared us. The tall lady in the black dress and the black belt. Hmm. She's the one that scared us. But mm, little boy, he was just more mischievous. You know, he was more of a curiosity because, I mean, who would have thought to have a little ghost boy in your, in your house? When you say ghost boy, I don't know. It was it the ring that had the little boy, that the, the Asian little boy that had like white face? No, what, what I, was no, that? no, no, no. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, I think it was the ring. Yeah, yeah, like the little boy. That's how I think about. Yeah, no, I remember seeing the little boy in, the, in his face. He, he was a, 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 he was a, he was a little Mexican boy. I remember he had a, a, the long, long hair that came down like to his, past his ears. And he, he was, he must have been, at that time, he was the size of my nephew. Um, so he must have been four or five. Did he speak? No, no, a little boy never spoke to us. Any... No. But we would hear him cry. Mm. We would hear him cry at night. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, we'll wake up in the middle of the night, you hear like a little kid crying. And and, and at first we thought it was my nephew because my nephew would come down in the summers to mm-hmm. spend the time, uh, spend the ne- uh, summers with us. And he was the same age and we would think it was my nephew. Uh, and we would go into the other room where he would sleep. And no, he was he was asleep. But you need was a ghost chunkla. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a reason to cry. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll give you a reason to cry. Yeah, but yeah, that that was that was mm, that was interesting. That was an interesting time. And, and, and my nephew used to play with them too. I remember he used to play with them. But you know, we we never we didn't think anything bad about it. Yeah, you know, it's just I one know. one of those things that you know. Yeah. It's real life, not a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's like uh, I remember young play, you know, foolish games you play, Candyman and and you know like La Llorona or like Everett. I mean, South Park did a funny thing about that. So the kids go in and say three times, uh, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls, and he pops up. <laughs> he gets all mad and like tries to shoot them. <laughs> no, but you know, in 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 my town, we did have the uh, the running horse. Yeah, it, we'd have a, a horse running around through town, a black horse running through town. And uh, if you would lay, running around at, late at night, you would hear the, the trotting of the horse. And then you'd turn around and there's no horse there. But you would hear the trotting. You it, think that horse took the pills too? Yeah, he took the ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> he took the dewormer. <laughs> he knew what was coming. That's why he was working around, like going for the pharmacy. Where is my pills? Where my pills? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that, that that was another curiosity. That didn't scare us, but things like that, it was never really scary to us, you know, because in Mexico and yeah, mostly Mexico, we would see a lot of paranormal activity happen. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I would expect it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess because you know culturally we're more open to it. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're accepting of it. Yes, exactly. And it's not a bad thing. Like you know, I think like. I'm not saying the United States, but they, they, we tend to like want to be scared. Mm, in mm. America, we want to be scared. The United States, and then um, you know, like because you guys make it Día los Muertos, so you guys make it acceptable. Yes, I mean whether you, whether you're you know like for it or against it or whatever your you know religious spiritual beliefs are, it's more of accepting. Like, hey, you know, these are dead. I mean, like Coco, I really like the concept of like, you know, as long as you someone remembers you, you stay alive in sort of a way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Speaking of that, there's, okay, so there is this tragedy that happened when I was a kid in Mexico um, at a school, at a school that they were closing down. Um, so the, the local municipality let the citizens go and take material from the school. So the citizens went to that school and they were taking bricks from the walls of the school. These people, uh, mind you, they weren't people that knew about construction. They weren't people that were very educated. What they did it was they were taking the brick from the walls and not realizing that they were destabilizing the roof or the ceiling. And it was a cement ceiling. So why were they taking the brick? What was the purpose? Because it was free brick. The oh, municipality oh, okay, I see. told the citizens, y'all can grab, go grab the bricks, go grab the material. Anything you need. The building material, yeah, from the mm-hmm. school because we're going to close it um, and just come in and take it. Well, they didn't give them proper guidance on how to do it. And, this, and the, the ceiling fell down on, on these people and it killed about six people. Um, and it was like a huge, it was a huge news back then because, you know, something like that, such a tragedy doesn't happen regularly, especially in Mexico. And it was like national news. But I remember right after that, that incident happened or that, you know, that tragedy happened. People would say that they would hear people crying there in that location. Or you would see the spirit of the people walking around in, the, in that school. Wow. 
Yeah. So they didn't they they didn't build anything in that area. They made a little monument, and still to this day, people talk about seeing the the apparitions there. And what time is this? Uh, it's just it's certain. Uh, and you know, and it's it's funny because people say they see them at. Um, it's not a specific time, but they'll see them like throughout the day and throughout the night. No, no town. What? Where? Where exactly is it? Oh, I am the Guawila. Oh. And another tragedy just happened there. Uh, Recently? In, yeah, in 2011. Wow. With the cartels. When mm. they went in and the cartels disappeared 300 people from that from that town. That's not the school, the, the students, right? No, 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 no. That's not the students. That, that, that student situation, the 42 students disappeared mm-hmm. from the cartel. Yeah, that happened. No, that was down south, down mm. further south towards uh, a little bit before you get to Chapels, I think it is. Mm. So I, what's, I what's the town name again? Allende Coahuila. So if you guys want to go play some Mexican Jenga, yeah, you know where to go? Go to in the go wheel. See, yeah, in the, the town, it's uh, yeah, a lot of tragedies have happened there. Hmm. Is it a remote town? No, it's in the middle. It's in the middle of uh, it's it's a little bit. It's thirty miles past the the border. Once you cross the border at Eagle Pass and Piedras Negras, it's about thirty miles from there. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's uh, it's in between other little towns that are there. It's called that are called the the five. Um, well, it's called Cinco Manantiales, which is like the five. What's a, how do you mangroves? Say, how do you say Manantiales? In Manantiales is a tree that no, I told you about. No, Manantiales is like the the the, the five hot springs or the springs, five springs. Oh, is it Manantiales? Okay, oh no. yeah, yeah, five springs. Oh, so it's it's five towns, and each of those towns had like their own little spring. Remember when I told you the story about uh, spring water? And mm-hmm. we used to drink spring water out of the rocks, out of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it the five uh, springs, because we used to go out in, into the uh, into the monte or into the, the the wild, and we used to find these hot, these springs where the water was coming out of the the, the, the ground, and we'd drink it. And it was really cold. So yeah, it, it's something that you know I still remember, and, and it's still talked about. But yeah, there's a lot of tragedies happen there in that town. Maybe it's something in the water. It's got to be something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Tries people into insane. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that town's cursed. Mm-hmm. That town is really cursed. A lot of bad things have happened there. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad things have happened in that town. Yeah, you know, if you go back, you can even look it up on Google. You'll see the tragedy that happened with the school and the tragedy that happened with the uh, the 300 people that had gone missing. You know, Netflix actually made a show about that. Yeah, it's called Somos. Mm. Yeah, and they talked about the tragedy that happened there in that town, you know, what the cartels did to, you know, the, the family members and the the citizens in that town and the surrounding region. It, 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 was, it was a horrible event. But, yeah, for those who want to know a little bit more about that story, I would recommend the Netflix special Somos. Almost. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you about what happened. So Netflix, give us mo- some money. Yeah, give us some money, Netflix. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, and some, so you guys don't think that it only happens in other countries. I mean, we were, I was, I was telling you about, uh, um, you know, Winston Churchill had had an experience with like the paranormal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember uh, you telling me about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, according to the article I was reading, um, soon after the war, World War Two. Um, you know, when Churchill was at the White House and, you know, he had taken a long bath, you know, along with scotch and his cigar. So he goes and he like goes to the adjacent room and lo and behold, right in front of him is uh, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, maybe he was trying to emancipate him <laughs> from the bathtub. Uh, 
Tell yeah. you, you, you big son of a bitch. You gotta yeah. get in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this is my bedroom. What are you doing here? Yeah, um, so supposedly he walked out, you know, was met by the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And without missing a beat, Churchill said, Good evening, Mr. President. You have me at a disadvantage. Because, I mean, he was disrobed. He was, like, naked walking around. You know, which is kind of weird for, you know, a prime minister <laughs> yeah. just to be, like, fucking bald. You know, you know running naked. As that uh, balls hanging, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like, right after the spirit just smiled at him and he says that, uh, faded, like, vanished. Um, you know, and then that's, that's among, I mean, Winch, Winch, Churchill and then, like, I had, uh, I read a Conan, uh, Sir Conan Doyle. You know, the writer of uh, the Sherlock Holmes, you know, mysteries and, and books. He had, and he said, supposedly he would have it all, like, see these apparitions all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even uh, Alan Turin, you know, the father of, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, the the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he did the Enigma, the, the whole thing. Yeah, he, he broke the, uh, the, the Nazi code mm-hmm. and, uh, during World War II. And then he went on to the you know, the famous Turing test that we do on robotics and yeah. AI to find out, you know, if they have, uh, you know, uh, sentient. Oh, uh, the movie with uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that mo- name of the movie? It's Imitation a, Game. Imitation Game. That's yeah. a really good movie. I have yet to see that. I have, have, to, have to catch up on that movie. I mean, I, re- I know about Alan Turing from, it's funny, like you watch, I remember iRobot. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I never got into it. Oh, Turing test. And that's, that's actually a video game that you have to go around and, like, you're doing all this work, and then you see, like, it's basically a long-ass Turing test. Yeah, yeah and I learned for, uh, about Alan Turing through the uh, History Channel when they were talking about World War Two and the mm-hmm. Code Breakers. Yeah. yeah. And the Code Talkers, the mm-hmm. Navajos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I learned, yeah, I learned through, uh, through uh, the History Channel about Alan Turing. Uh, I mean, troubled, troubled, troubled uh, history for him. You know, at the time he he was, um, I think you know, right place, right time. But unfortunately, you know, his own preferences were not viewed properly. I believe he was a, a homosexual. Yeah, again, the movie actually talks about that. Yeah. It talks about how he he hid it from the the, the intelligence community. You know, because they didn't want to, they didn't want them to look badly. They didn't want them to look badly upon it, or you know, they didn't want him. They they didn't want him to. Yeah, which is a weird thing. It's like it goes back to that thing we talked in a previous episode of uh, you have to hide your um, your any mental illness from yes. the military, or you don't get promoted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And with him, it was like you know, if he hides it, or if he, you know he doesn't hide it, then you know he wasn't gonna get promoted, or he wasn't. Gonna That's crazy. How does that affect your? intellect yeah i mean nowadays we look at it we're like that's crazy yeah, but you know, it's time, a bunch yeah. of nonsense but you know you gotta remember that time mm-hmm. it was a different time yes there was a a dude into bondage with this <laughs> little mustache and speed yeah <laughs> dude was off master race and he did not look anything like the one he wanted yeah you're right you're right uh, that's but, what the drugs did to you and, and you know that's that's one thing that uh I always think about, you know, what what is it? What is really a ghost? You know, what is really a, an apparition? You know, I have a theory about that too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when they say, "Oh, I, I see, I seen an apparition," or "I seen a ghost," 
I do believe in ghosts. I do believe in, in you know, the, the supernatural, the spirit world. But I also believe sometimes, you know, bear with me, stay with it, but bear with me. I also believe that because we're, we live in, in multiple dimensions, we're, uh, um, the universe has different layers of dimensions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel and that a ghost that we see is actually a person that's sort of crossed into our dimension. So like when the dimensions cross into each other, we're actually seeing someone else in the other dimension there's or they're seeing us. Yeah, no, I've heard I've heard that theory before. I mean, I've heard the theory and then I saw it reinforced in DC. DC uh, comics does it all, like tries to I mean, that's why I saw it. Like, you know, besides Marvel. Yeah. I saw it re- like, you know, the Earth tw- Earth 1 and Earth 2. Mm-hmm. How like the Flash speeds it up and he like creates that Flashpoint. But the concept, the science behind it, it's there. I mean, it's a comic book, but the science is there and it makes sense. You know, the deja vus, um, the like at times both realities intersect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you start seeing, you know, remnants of, of, of another dimension. Yes. Yes. And that's actually what I think it is. Like, I, yeah, I do believe in ghosts, but at the same time, I also believe that we're seeing remnants of, like you said, another dimension. Um, because when it comes to paranormal activity, when it comes to ghosts, I mean, come on, when we worked at Bethesda, mm-hmm. National Naval Medical Center, and we worked at night, I mean, we saw a lot of crazy things. Mm-hmm. We used to work at a cancer unit, and yeah. I mean, we, we experienced a lot of death. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then a lot of paranormal events. Yes. Yes. Uh, around the same time, around the time that um, Pope John Paul II uh, passed away, mm-hmm. we had a very devout Catholic patient, and I remember it was room five or room three. I think it was room five. It was room five. Yeah. Um, she had faith that. I mean, I didn't know this at the time, but I guess when a pope dies, or like when someone and they're being, they're going to become a saint. In order for them a saint, they have to do three miracles, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, damn, bro. Like even even after you die, you still have to work. <laughs> My God, bro, what type of faith are we in? Yeah, really. Uh, oh, you know you're dead. Uh, yeah, I need three things from you. Come on, I need you to be a genie. Yeah. My God, rub rub the what's it called? Rub the rub his his help his hat. Oh no, rub the papal shoe. <laughs> <laughs> The Liberace shoe. <laughs> the Liberace shoe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then she really believed she would be saved. And now the thing, now that I'm talking about it, like it felt like a punishment would happen to her. Yeah, you're right. She started getting, what is it, plus four edema, mm-hmm. and then her, which is something rare that we've never seen mm-hmm. before in that, in, that, in that unit. Think of a mem, like the thing I can think of is like think of memory foam, and then stretch it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the you know a memory pillow and that and stretch it. Like I, I her skin. stretching it and and pump it with fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like uh, I felt that, yeah. Like I remember, like it was it was like deep. Um, you know, pit of heavy pitting. You would touch and like it would just stay there, and then she blew up. She, yeah, because like, like, remember she started weeping a lot. Like mm-hmm. you pushed on the skin and then yeah. started to pit, and then the, the weeping started. Well, what we call weeping is like fluid started coming out of the skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she was jaundiced. Remember, she was yellow, yellow. Uh, and then, well, well, she unfortunately passed away. But anyone that came to that room would immediately blow up. Would like, swell up, yeah. Yeah. 
and, that, and that's the, and that's that's something that when that happened after the after she had passed and then the second patient that went in there and had that swelling like her that really freaked me out no no absolutely yeah that really freaked me out because then that's when i was like oh shit you know these these curses or these 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 spiritual beings or these you know ghosts that pass away and aren't happy with the way they pass they put that evil one on others and I mean, I hate to say, but she, she, she didn't want to die. She held on for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Like every other patient that got sold, swollen up, it was it could have been her essence, mm-hmm. you know, creating havoc. But she wouldn't let because she wouldn't even even in death would not let go. Even in death wouldn't let go. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because how many patients did we have after her? Two. We had about four. Mm-hmm. We had no and three the, more patients yeah, that swelled we, up like her. We would avoid that room. Yeah, the, the theory was that they, they would tell us, "Oh, this happens a lot." So they, that room was av- avoided for like at least we let three patients, and we move. We would make sure we could move them and not get that room. Mm-hmm. So that room stayed empty. So we always had like, "Oh, we have two beds minus one." <laughs> yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, that that's one of those paranormal events where I was. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you had the change of temperatures. Oh yeah, yeah. hot and cold, and it was weird. It was pockets. Um, you know, some some people claim that they would walk by, see someone on the computer, then go look back because you know, like security issues, mm-hmm. like what the hell's going on? Who's on the computer? I don't recognize this doctor. I don't recognize this nurse. I don't recognize this corpsman. And then you go back. They they would go back, and there was no one there. And there's no one there. Yeah. 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 See, do you remember even the TVs? Some of the TVs would turn, you know, mm-hmm. click on. The patient TVs would click on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hear the beds moving. Mm-hmm. Remember the beds? Or, Wait. Or someone would hide behind the bed and try to scare me. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think the ghost also stole those DVDs. God. Yeah, he must. Have, he must have stole those VHSs. <laughs> Yeah. It had to be that damn ghost. Yeah. And I heard that he went to GameStop after <laughs> to get to get a Xbox game. Xbox <laughs> game. These ghosts. Fucking ghosts. Disrespectful. Ghost. Disrespectful. <laughs> Can't get no respect. Fucking ghosts. Yeah, because remember, even the uh, the car bells would go off too. Mm-hmm. They'll be going off at oh night. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Remember? Yes. You go in there, no one's there. And no one's there. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> you give me crank. I'll tear up. <laughs> Is it the day I get taken over? <laughs> I mean, to me, it was a possession. I was like, oh man, that was, that was fucking nuts. And yeah, I and then I remember seeing the people walking down the hall, going towards the the end of the hallway. And I always thought it was either the doctors going to that back room where they uh, where they were at, Ooh, that was, and they would walk back there, and the doctors were back there. There was nobody back there. I was like, "Oh shit!" No, yes, yes. I mean, and then even outside the hospital, remember that time we were coming? I think we we're coming from uh, some club or some some pub. I think it was St. Patrick's Day. We were coming back. No, I remember now. It was we we're coming back from that uh, from that dance party that we had went to. Remember when the, the ladies were talking down to you? Oh yeah, it, it was that. It was that time. It was that time. Who's in the car with us? Only us two. It was my ex. She no, was she, there? she was in the car with us. Remember? Oh. I was driving. She was in the back, and, and you were in the driver's. I mean, in the passenger seat. Let me let me phone her right. <laughs> <laughs> Bruja, qué pasó? Yeah, because remember, remember when uh, I, we were driving by the hospital, and I I seen the lady, but I didn't want to say anything. 
And I see, I turned around, I looked at you, and you were like, with your mouth open, you looked at me, and we're like, oh shit, yeah, he saw it too. Yeah, because I mean, she was all in white, like a, like a, like a nightgown, mm-hmm. like a patient gown, all white. So, I mean, we assumed it was a girl, you know, she escaped from some, you know, um, you know, elderly home, adult, you know, hospice, whatever. But the what, what caught her attention was the fact that there is no feet. There is no feet. She was hovering. Yes, there is no feet. No fucking feet. Uh, and then we never could see her face. Nope. Nope. All I remember is that the long hair. It was a long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And I remember she had no feet. Mm-hmm. And when we passed by her, like the headlights lit her up. Mm-hmm. And you can see her. But then when we were passing right next to her, I don't remember seeing her face. It looked like she just turned. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. And then... We looked back and it was no longer there. There was nothing there. Yeah, and we just kept driving. Fuck that! Shit. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not getting possessed tonight. See, my <laughs> like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, my thing is about possession. Uh, I'm not a because you know I'm a big person, and if they possess me, they're gonna make damage. <laughs> you know, they're gonna take. They're gonna make some damage. They'll be like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here." I need. I need this vehicle return as, as it was found. <laughs> you know, no bullet holes, no taser holes. None of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That 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 event was soon. That was one of the scary ones that I can remember. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's funny because uh, I was telling you earlier. Um, some people, like psychologists, have mm-hmm. studied, and then they they attribute a lot to like mental statuses. I mean, for example, the the Winston Churchill. They're like, oh, he had been smoking, and he had been. Uh, drinking, mm-hmm. so he could have been like hallucinating based on anything. I mean, he was hit by a car, like you know, like that would give him the limp. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, but it, it, I mean, it just finds like it feels like they're trying to make it so like, hey, dude, nothing, don't even think about it. Let's just move on. A limp, you say? Yeah, yeah he had a limp. Yeah, he was guy with cane. That's why they say that. What would happen if he if he had getting killed by that vehicle? What What does the Torah say about a man that's limping? Oh. <laughs> He's a cheater. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, uh, the article says something like some psychologists believe we use various ways to cope with life. Among them is anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism is like we we create things that are not there mm, to justify. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us, you know, they say like some of us would believe. That a spirit lies behind a storm, or that there's a demon causing us to be ill, and rather than acknowledge that we have no control over the matter, hmm. you know, like, which is very funny because I mean, not very funny, but but it's very interesting because it's like um, how most of the time, like you know, like philosophers or or like self help books tell you, like, hey, relax, you have no control over, over your life. I mean, over the events that are happening. You control how, just how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, you hear, I mean, you hear that a lot. Um, and then it goes on further. Um, this uh, professor or student, uh, a psychologist from Northwestern University, uh, said that we create beliefs in ghosts because we don't like believing that the universe is random. This is much more common when you feel that you have less control over your life. I mean, but then how would that explain what you guys saw as a kid's? Yeah, exactly. And see, it didn't just happen to one of us. It happened to me, my younger brother. It happened to various friends of mine. 
Um, mm-hmm. It would happen to my stepdad and my, my mom when she would come and visit us. You know, we all seen the little boy, mm-hmm. you know, and we already hear him cry. We all hear him running down the stairs and or running down the steps or the highway, sorry, and banging at doors, slamming doors, you know, throwing pots and pans, breaking dishes. You know, and the, the, how do you explain the ball? Yeah, no, really. You know, that's that's the one that I'm like, okay, I believe in ghosts because I fucking seen my brother yeah, yeah. throw the ball and say, hey, throw the ball back at me, and the ball rolled back at us. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's something that you can't say, oh, it's a figment of your imagination. No, yeah. I, we've seen that shit. Yeah, no. like, yeah, psychologists even go talk about, like, oh, you could be influenced. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, like, right, like remember last time I told you we were talking about something. We were talking about this paranormal activity. And then, like, half asleep, I felt like you tried to wake me up. Mm-hmm. When I came out here, and you were sleeping. But then it's, it, it's your mind. You know, it's like when you when your mind makes you think you're falling, you wake up, you know what, like, you know, in a sudden scares. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I mean, it could be that. I understand that part. But there's some things that are, like, are not as easy to justify. Because, like, you, the, even even the, <laughs> the article goes and talks about, oh, you might have a uh, damaged uh, brain. And, like, that sounds very cool. I was like, you like basically just called you. Oh, you're mentally disabled. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah. It's okay. Pillow okay. to your face. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, right? Oh, you're all tuckered out, little yeah, one. Yeah, you can sleep. Oh, <laughs> sleep forever. Yeah, but how do you explain like what happened to us in the wards? You know, what happened to us in the units? Yeah, no, they'll be like, oh, you guys are. You guys were. Um, suggested like you know like you were the idea was planted in your head and you know what's funny that this the most even the most skeptical people that worked with us used to Mm -hmm. see this shit happen yeah you know and then they would get like oh shit okay now i believe it because i'm seeing it i'm witnessing it you know and it did well i probably shouldn't talk about it because there was one incident with this one colleague of ours she was really skeptical really you know cold veins you know cold cody ice veins and she never believed in that until one certain thing or event happened that was like really freaked her out she's like okay i believe you guys now hmm. you know this shit is real but it happened in room five it happened mm-hmm. in room five yes it did room five so like if you want to stay and uh by the ghosts oh and you know after that event one of our fellow corpsmen um when he went inside of it, he was like, you know what? I can't work here anymore. He left that very night. That's very true. Remember him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. After that night, he didn't want to work at this anymore. He's like, I'm, I'm done. I can't work here anymore. And he didn't want to take me with him. <laughs> My God. You see? I always get left behind. Yeah. I mean, one day we'll probably talk about the event, but, you know, I just, I don't think it's appropriate right now because. I think if we had the person involved, I mean, it'll be like, because like, they would, I, I want I would want to see. Their perspective. Yes. The way we remember it and how they remember it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like we said, paranormal events, paranormal activities are many things. You know, it could be ghost sightings, UFO sightings. So, Tommy, you, you know, growing up in Mexico and Texas, you know, and, you know, been in places that are very, like Mexico, I remember Arizona is very high on UFO sightings. Mm-hmm. Have you ever witnessed a, a, yourself a UFO sighting? Oh, plenty of times. Plenty of times. Um, and, and, and Mexico was a, especially in the region we lived in, mm-hmm. it was a hotspot for UFOs. 
Yeah, really? it, was, it was a hotspot for unexplained events. Um, and like I said, that, that town is probably cursed because so many weird things happen in that town. It, it, I remember as a kid seeing the the bright, you know, orbs in the in the sky. I remember people used to say, "Oh, they're witches," because you would see the the glowing orbs in, in the sky flying around, and they say, "Oh, that's time for you to go home, you kids. You can't be out and about. The witches are gonna take you." Hmm. And uh, yeah, we we would see the orbs, and you know, even in in Guanajuato, when we went to Guanajuato, Mexico, um, we went to go see my stepfather family. Yes. You know, they talked to us about UFOs or, or the flying witches, the fireballs in the sky. We used to see them. We used to see oh, them, yeah? the fireballs in the sky. Yeah. And yeah, that shit was freaky because I see I've seen a lot of paranormal events. But when they told me, oh, there's fireballs in the sky, UFOs, <laughs> witches, I was like, nah, it's bullshit. And I saw myself. I was like, oh, shit, it's real. It's real. What if, and hear me out, they're just like lasers from the Star Destroyers. <laughs> you see, you know, light travels. It doesn't stop. Or cosmic rays? Yeah, it could be cosmic rays. Mm-hmm. Maybe like well, you know what you know when when the Darth, the star destroyer shoots at Leia's ship. Yeah, one of them didn't hit, and woo, it could be that it, could it be traveled. That. And, you know, I've always been a big UFO conspiracy, you know, theorist enthusiast. I guess you want to say, and uh, to me, I love anything that has to do with UFOs. Like us, for instance, as I've been here in Florida with you, how many times have we seen UFO activity? Twice already. Mm-hmm. I've even caught it on video. I put it on our Instagram. Yeah, you know, I've taken photos of it, and uh, that—that's something that—that's always I've always been fascinated by it. Yeah, but we have to admit, one of those photos looks like the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> the Aluminum Falcon, the Aluminum Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, it did. It did. But, but what about you? Do you believe in UFOs? Is this something that you know piques your interest? Is is it something that you find curious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather witness a UFO than a ghost. Really? Yeah. Are you scared of ghosts? No, it's just well, not that I'm scared of ghosts. Is that I feel there's no defense against them. At least UFO, I could take a couple eyes before they take me. No, there is a defense against ghosts. You can call it Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we, are you talking about the old version of them? I'm talking about the old version. Because the new version... No, I'll take the know. old I'll take the Oh, old no, ghost. there's a Paul Rudd one coming out, and I think that one's going to be good. Oh, yeah, ghost, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. It's weird how sometimes some actors, you're like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. What? What? Who? I don't give a shit, it sucks. I'm in. Yeah, Paul Rudd is one of those actors. Mm-hmm. And he never Anything ages. he does, anything he does, I'm in. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Oh, like he never ages. Next thing you know, they're going to be accusing him of taking baby blood. <laughs> oh, my God. A- Andrew Cohn. Andrew, what is it called? Andrew. Android Cohn. Android Cohn. My cousin corrected me. She's like, you're an idiot. You're, not, you're saying it wrong. I'm like, I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> but so you would rather deal with UFOs than deal with aliens. Have you seen any type of UFO activity? No. Never. In Arizona, no. Actually, I lie. Okay, this was, my God, like maybe years ago. I was walking. I was outside my cousin's house, you know, like, you know, uh, we're about, I guess, even Miami, um, 27th and, no, 7th Street and 22nd Avenue. Um, you know, like the northwest, northwest of, of Miami. And I remember looking up, and to us, it looked like, a honeydew melon 
the moon looked huge. And then it quivered and it went back to regular size. Like it actually shook. And and then, but now the whole crazy thing is like, I mean, remember, memory can be a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So like, if I remember correctly, it quivered. And as I blinked, like that blink, and I opened it again, the second, that smile a second, the moon was back to its normal size. Hmm. But it looked huge. Like like a big cheese block. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then other than that, not really. I mean, I tend not to look at the sky. Because I don't want to get an upskirt view of them. <laughs> hey, what's up? You know, I'm no I'm no pedophile. I'm not I'm no what's it called? I'm no pervert. You know, per yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I've always been a, a UFO enthusiast, and actually, I was watching this this program um, with um, I think it was Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. and Bob Lazar. I don't know if you know who Bob Lazar is. Sounds familiar. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a little better background of Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. This Bob Lazar guy has a bachelor's in science, physics, and electronic tech. You know, technology. Mm-hmm. He worked at the Alamos Research Facility, and he worked at the. Uh, um, Area 51, S4 research facility. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, this is what he says. But according to him, we as a nation have alien technology and we're trying to weaponize it. We have in our hands alien technology, you've heard it right, that we're trying to weaponize. Um, and his story was actually brought out by a reporter by the name of George Knapp. Uh, George Knapp, he is this famous reporter that broke Bob Lazar's story and also broke the story where um, Skinwalker Ranch. Remember I... T- wait, wait, wait. He broke the story because Bob was willing to share it? or he just Bob talked- was willing to share it. Okay. Yeah. And, but nobody was hearing him out. Nobody was hearing him out. So mm-hmm. this this reporter, George Knapp, he, he goes on and tells the story that he thought Bob Lazar was full of shit. He's like, this dude's full of shit. is just conspiracy theories. But he went and did the research. You know, found out, yeah... There's records of Bob Lazar working at mm-hmm. Los Alamos. There's people that have witnessed him working at Area 51. There's records of him being there at Area 51. There's records of him attending to a certain college, MIT, which were purged completely to show that Bob Lazar was no longer attending or never attended there when mm-hmm. he had previously found records of him attending MIT. And uh, so this... this Reporter George Knapp actually became very, very intrigued by the story of Bob Lazar. So he went on and, and picked up other stories, other stories that sounded credible to him. And the other one was the Skinwalker Ranch story, where mm-hmm. you see all this paranormal activity, all this UFO activity out there in that ranch in Utah. And the person that actually confronted him or came to him about the story of the Skinwalker was that billionaire. Robert Bigelow. He was the owner of the Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, yes, I told you. Yeah, yeah, I told you about that. And now there's a show on on the History Channel about the Skinwalker Ranch and the situation that's happening out there. Um, so to me, that's that's something that I I'm very into right now. I'm looking at those different shows, listening to different podcasts because when I was a kid, this intrigued me. Because like I said, I used to see UFOs when I was a kid in Mexico and you know paranormal activity that used to happen in the house. Hmm. And, and ever since then, that's always intrigued me. You know, that, that's always been something of my interest. It always piqued my interest. Um, and and it's, it's funny because now that we're talking about men going out into space, like what we saw just this week with William Shatner 
and mm-hmm. and you know Jeff Big Dig Bezos, you know um, Doctor Evil, Doctor Evil, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know it, it 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 brings to mind where where are we gonna go as a civilization? Where are we gonna go as a human race? You know, because the way I see it, Blue Origins, Jeff Bezos, I think he's just doing it to make a buck. You know, to him, it's it's all about... Would you pay? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay either. I wouldn't pay. No. 10 seconds or 10 minutes in... So you could call yourself a fake and fake astronaut? Oh, okay. So, okay, we were discussing this earlier. <clears throat> and I do have... We were discussing this and I have a problem with them calling themselves astronauts. No mm-hmm. fucking way they're astronauts. Of course not. They're not astronauts. Because an astronaut, like you said, what is an ast- what does an astronaut actually do in space? Scientific work. Exactly. Exactly. And you gave me the perfect example. What was the example you gave me about a reporter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you brought it up and I was like, you know, you're right. You're a reporter, a journalist attached to a marine unit or a military unit. A special ops unit. A special ops unit. Yeah. Just because you were there, you didn't fire one shot. All you do is report. Let's be more specific. A SEAL team unit. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Google, shut the fuck up. Google, shut the hell up. Yeah. Um, Be more specific. A SEAL team unit. A SEAL team unit. You're there. You witness the fighting. You're reporting. You're writing on your little notepad and all that. Your handy daddy notebook. When you come back, you're going to call yourself a SEAL Team 6? Do you uh, get a, a pin? Yeah, do you get a pin? Like, you, you're you going to get a medal? No, you're a no, journalist. You're a journalist, exactly. Yeah, you had no... You, you were there to do... Well, they were there to report something. At least at least they're coming back with something. And, and, and people that, that, that got on the Blue Origin space rocket, they did nothing to no. advance the science, scientific research of space. But that was the biggest bullshit. Look... I'm not trying to take it away from William, William Shatner. You know, he's an icon, Star Trek and all the other stuff, you know, the shows. And then, you know, at the time, Gene Roddenberry, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny, the story. I mean, um, I'll tell it to you out of, because, you know, I don't want to bore the audience with, with amazing stories. <laughs> um, but, you know, the idea of like, you know, like the clean on, clean on, clean on, like clean ons. Clean ons, yeah. Yeah, and all that. like and, and the whole concept of like, you know, Russia, America, and all these other stuff. But he also introduced the multicultural. You had Russian, Scottish, black women as navigation, as uh, Eora. Mm-hmm. Like you had all these people together. You had the first black and white kiss on TV, well, not the first, but it was yeah, yeah, it was it? Yeah, it was the first black it was it? kiss. Yeah. And it was interracial kiss, fucking virtual, yeah. and people lost their shit. But you know, he moved forward because it's really reality and, and 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 arts do mimic each other, or art mimics reality, mimics art. But it's crazy that it took a show to tell you, oh, it's okay now. Yeah. Anyways, but um, William Shatner deserves that. But the, what bugs me is when I find out it was William Shatner and three employees from Blue Origin. Mm-hmm. What? And and see that's that's where it gets to me when they got off that spacecraft and they're like, "Oh, welcome home, astronauts." No, you're a fucking space tourist. You're not an astronaut. You know. You're a fucking space tourist. Now, 
what SpaceX is doing is completely different. What SpaceX is, what they're actually doing, Elon Musk is doing, he's trying to help the human race not become extinct. Like he says, we need to become a multi-planetary species because for us to survive as a species, we need to branch out. We need to branch out to other planets. SpaceX is actually doing something to 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 expand our knowledge of space, to bring something to the science of space. What is Bezos doing? He ain't doing shit. No. He's just doing space tourism, just like uh, what's the name Branson, the other billionaire for Virgin. All they're doing is space tourism, earning a buck, you know. And, and he wants to compare himself to SpaceX and get all butthurt because the government doesn't go in contracts. Dude, you're not taking this serious. You yeah. Know? Stop trying to like jizz on people with uh, your champagne bottles. Exactly. And, okay. Again, you're talking about a, a TV icon, and even if it was a TV icon, it's rude. I don't give a shit who you are to be hearing a story, and then no, oh, no, give me a bottle, give me a bottle. He cut him off, and you saw Shatner looked at him like, oh, because he knew his place. Yeah. Like, like, Bezos put him in space. He was only, the reason he was there was to make him look good. Mm-hmm. And the Bezos fucked it up for himself either way. Yeah, because it showed how big of a dick he really is. Yeah. yeah and, and it showed how big of an egomaniac he really is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Shatner was fucking rambling on. Yeah, but he's ninety years old. Yeah, and he was trying to—he was trying to put in words. He was trying to make it this profound experience. Yeah. yeah, the profound experience he just—he—he he, he yeah. just had, and try to put in the words for everybody else to understand what he just went through. But mm. this fucking big ass dig just cut him off. Mm. No, it's like this fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean, and the craziest things as much as we hate him and all that, we still fund him. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw an article that said, uh, go online, find the company, and then contact them directly so you don't have to give shit to Amazon. Hmm. But here's the problem with that. I've tried doing that. And what does a company do? Buy your shit on Amazon. Hmm. Because they don't want to, I think they're losing money. If, you, if they actually ship to you directly, they lose money because they have to, either you have to pay the, it has to be more expensive because you're paying the, the shipment. Or they have to fucking get their shit from Amazon to ship it to you. I mean, I've I've gotten like uh, pre workouts and and like and like uh, you know um, whey protein. Mm-hmm. I order it from the website, and then I see Amazon delivered to me. That was the weirdest thing ever. Because <laughs> I was like, if that's the case, I mean, I'm a Prime user, so I would have gotten it faster if I just went right to Amazon. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, going back to, to the whole Bezos and, and Elon Musk rivalry that they got going on, you'll see the difference between the two the two companies when it comes to, you know, this, this, this space journey that they're both, you know, going on right now. Uh, Disney Plus has this show right now that's called, um, oh, fuck, I got to look it up. But it, it, it shows, it follows how SpaceX was created and how they, where they started and where they are now. With the whole mission to Mars, and it goes in depth behind the scenes on on the science and and how deeply invested they really are into the actual technology, into the actual science of space, space exploration, and and getting to Mars. Bezos doesn't have anything like that. You know what bugged me when I saw the Blue Origin, seeing that they're using SpaceX rockets. 
that that base had nothing to do and that rocket the self landing rocket again yeah that's a spacex fucking technology yeah you're right and i looked at it and i was like that's why i told you it was like the rocket can be left up there oh no return and and what bugged me was a cnn i was that a reporter because it sounded like a, a blue origin member company member Doing the commentary. Oh no, it was. It, it wasn't the CNN comment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the CNN reporter. It was because the, you uh, could see how much they were licking ass. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually. It was a, a double feed. So the the feed where they were praising Jeff Bezos and and uh, flight that was the actual Amazon employee. But when it came back to the CNN feed, that's when they're talking about William Shatner and how profound he was trying to explain his mm-hmm. experience. And then when he got cut off, that's when they're like, "Oh, you know, I feel bad for William Shatner. He got cut off." At least we know that Amazon is, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, consistent. Yeah. They got they got you back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Amazon Now, Amazon Prime, two-day delivery, one-day delivery, 10 minutes. They were on time. Uh, they were on time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. On the backs of many, they get you there. Fucking Amazon. I'm surprised I didn't see, like, uh... Employ like uh, Amazon warehouse employees in the rock and fucking bicycling, cycling, fucking powering that oh, shit. Oh, but you think you think that yeah, the trip was free for William Shatner? Oh no, no, he's at an Amazon warehouse right now, paying off that debt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. He's, yeah, he's at an Amazon warehouse right now. He's packing some 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 Amazon items right now. How much you think? How much? Well, how much is a ticket? Uh, from last time I saw, it was like twenty five million. Really? Yeah, because the, the the guy from well, I think he's from South Africa, the last space tourist, um, that was on that on the flight with Jeff Bezos and his brother. He paid twenty five million. Wow. Yeah. Do you think he charged his brother too? Yeah, knowing Bezos, yeah, he probably did. He probably did. Was that that's his real brother, or like one of the adoptive brothers? I think it was his real brother. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, because I didn't know he was adopted. I thought. I, I thought yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't know Jeff Bezos was adopted. You're the one that uh, told me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into that one. When I picked him out of the litter, he was the runt. <laughs> he was the runt of the litter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? Like Steve Jobs, adopted. Bezos adopted. Me not adopted. You see, that's why I'm not smart like that. <laughs> I had to be adopted. Yeah, but most of these guys, I mean, they're bullied when they're growing up, and they, they always tell a story about them being bullied and while they're growing up. And you're the one that, that told me about how a, a person that's bullied how it affects them in the future to become this 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 dictator, to become this 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 genius of mm-hmm. of, of madness. You know, explain revenge that. Of the nerds. Yeah, yeah. Revenge of the nerds. I mean, it makes sense. Like you know, we saw it in movies. We saw it in Revenge of the Nerds, one and two. And it's the concept of you were belittled. You were, I mean, you were a nerd. Mm-hmm. Come on now, nerd and geek is not a bad thing. Like, it's not derogatory. You're like, oh my God, you're a nerd, you're a geek. And it's actually complimentary. Yeah. Now it is. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't. And then, like, they always said, oh, you know what? Today you bully me, but tomorrow you're working for me. Mm-hmm. And it's true because not all jocks, not all like that. They have the strength, so they end up in what labor work, like you know, hard labor, mm-hmm. construction, you know, warehouses. Yeah, so all those people had to. So they have their glory and go back and what? I'm sorry. Yeah, they have their glory and they go back uh, to, you know, um, become 
oh no, I mean the, the jocks have the glory, and then they go back to being nothing again. Yeah, yeah, that's usually true. That's usually how it happens. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I guess it's how life gets balanced. You know, pocket protectors become high paychecks, like <laughs> checkbooks. Pocket protectors. Yeah. You know, you know uh, maybe that's what happened to Vader. He was bullied as a kid. <laughs> he, became he was bullied by the sand. <laughs> he was bullied by the sand. I hate sand. I hate all the sand in the world. And yeah, and he said, he once said, I hate sand people. And as a fellow Arab, <laughs> I felt insulted by, by, by that man. And I want him to be canceled. Yeah, especially for all the, all the sand people he killed. Yeah. He even killed the women and the children. Yeah. Fucking Darth yes, Vader. Yes, he did. And the, those little kids, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am perfectly okay with that. You talk about the little Jedi's who went after it. Yeah. If it was if it was him, he should have had a collar of like all the of the little uh, rat tails. Oh, the little rat tails. Yeah, I collect all these rat tails. It's like what is that little pattern ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think we will, we'll leave it there and uh, we'll continue this with the, on the next episode. Yes, yes. I, there's much more, so much more. Like, <laughs> like we thought we were gonna have, like you know, I was worried that we were gonna be short. But uh, no, man, we have so much information. So hope you enjoyed it. Um, that is it for this week's episode of the Compadres Happy Hour. Remember, again, if you have any issues, concerns, just send me that address. I'll come to you. We could have coffee, drinks. You know, I'll bring the boxing gloves. We'll fight it out. <laughs> You'll probably win because I'm a softie. <laughs> And with that, folks, cue my music. Follow us on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss out on any episodes. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe via Twitter at CompadresHPHR. That's C-O-M-P-A-D-R-E-S-H-P-H-R. And on Instagram at CompadresHappyHour. You can also email us via compadreshappyhour at gmail.com.